right, welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio Chumpatazzi, Certified Audio Sage Podcast, of course, Ghost Friendly. I'm back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. How's it going, Rob? Gio, I just want to start by saying how proud I am of you for all this work. You know, folks, guys, gals, exes, wives, you don't see the work that that Gio puts in week after week behind the scenes. He's in the scenes. And, you know, not only has he been paranormally investigating, he's been hitting the books. Mm. He is deadlifting like war and peace and that's a big book all right and he's doing it like like nothing um you know i i'm trying to do my research too but like you know i i have not seen a bookworm like like geo in in some time and i i just gotta let the people know geo like you're i know i know how humble you are Thank you. About these pursuits, but it is admirable. Wow. And, you know, it makes me want to do better. Heavy is the crown, right? It's tough, you know, holding up all this research in my head and not going insane, right? And it's also hard for my head not to explode out of my brain sometimes. But I want to thank you for that. That gives me all the more strength that I need to continue in my endeavors, hitting those books. Uh, because war and peace won't read and analyze itself okay that's not how books work um i've tried the um books by osmosis which is you just you usually the idea would be that you put your books in your refrigerator um filter your water filter and then you would drink the water every day and the idea would be that you would absorb the books and that just doesn't happen you have to read and once I learned that, once I kind of cracked that code, I've been learning ever since. And um, research is, is a hard thing. I think I, I might need an eye replacement someday, maybe in like 100 years. Wow. But uh, I, I, know, yeah, I know. I mean, and, and I think that, you know, if there's anyone to figure that out, like, you know, that, that, that's you, Gio. And I, and I think our, our audience should know that, you know, these pursuits that we're that we're doing, we're, we're so close to getting our, our credentials. And I know that for you listeners, we, we have so many credentials out there as, Mm -hmm. you know, paranormal legals, as certified audio sages, geo always begins. Demonologists. Demonologists. But, you know, there's, there's never enough certificates to get because there's so much knowledge out there and we want to bring it to you pure you know straight mm. cut so so we're always learning for for the community's sake uh and we're about to to get another notch in our belt yes that is so true because being paranormal legals isn't enough right what happens when you are there in paranormal court right and somebody jumps the jury Somebody, you know, the lawyer goes rogue and assaults the jury, starts punching people. What are you going to do when somebody has a sprained wrist? How do you protect them? How do you, how do you help them with, with a boo-boo on their, on their hand? You can't kiss that away. You know, can't kiss the pain away sometimes. Sometimes you need wraps. 
And in order to do that legally, you have to become a doctor. So Rob and I have decided it is no longer like not necessary. It is imperative. We have to do this in order for our health, for the health of humanity. And also as researchers, you know, I think the one thing about education, Rob, that people that don't have the time, I think once you start understanding some of the lingo, the higher you know you go, the more full of mumbo jumbo and lingo these books get. So there's almost like a prejudice that comes to simple words, like words that we would use. And the academic words, these are almost, I would say, more arcane, forbidden words that only academics use. And they hold a different kind of power, but also like the discrimination between, you know, the fact that if you don't study 24-7, you won't get it. Like you just won't understand the words they're using. So, you know, we've taken the time to do that. And I think we're going to make the jump to become full on doctors. I mean, we're kind of teasing at this before, you know, a PhD is, is nothing to sneeze at. And, you know, we're going to be going, we're studying for our boards Mm -hmm. and that's, that's going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, And it's, and it's tough because there's so much going on right now that it's hard to be bored. Yeah. And here's the thing about being, being bored. It's almost a state of, of transcendence, right? It's almost a state of meditation. And I think that people don't realize, you know, to get a hundred percent on most tests, it's a test on you as well as a test on the knowledge. And people don't understand that you are also being tested. And so if you ever feel like maybe I'm going to fail this test, I suggest maybe just meditate because that might be a random hack that gets you an A plus. Because if they see you put down your pencil, sit on top of your desk, you know, in, in lotus pose, and you start to meditate and transcend because you are bored, you will pass the board. And I mean, I think they will put you all over their shoulders and for he's a jolly good fellow you. And so I think that's, a, that's something that we are, are, are probably going to do for him. I think for my final, I plan on meditating 90% of it, maybe writing my name down, maybe the first, first and last, you know, answer just to show them my handwriting and then I'll just transcend. What about you? I, What's your plan? Yeah, I, that's, that's perfect. And I, and, I, and I love that there's this awareness that we're trying to bring to of like everyone is just like, especially they think to be an expert, you just got to like kill yourself with work yeah. and mm-hmm. be so busy. But like it gives you no time for the mind to actually slow down and actually think. Like that's what Gio is saying, like to transcend. You can't. You don't transcend by by running around, you know, working, even thinking about it. You're not actually thinking about transcending. It is a state of being caused by stillness. Mm. You know, and you know, I'm kind of taking a, a slightly different approach. You know, I don't I don't like to to copy off my 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 neighbors when I'm, when I'm in the test. You know, that's that's bad form. And, you know, I've been practicing enough at astral projecting that I will, 
I'll astral project to the test. Like they, I, I won't. My my physical body will not be in the room. You won't even be taking the test. I won't even be taking the test. But I will astral project to the room. Mm. So when they ask me, it's like, hey, what? what why weren't you at the test? It's like, oh, the test with, you know, X, Y, and Z answers. With and all like, the answers. Oh my God, you have all the answers. Yes. Wow. And that's a show of, you know, superiority in, in ways, spiritual superiority. And not in like a, I am superior to you, but more in like, here's what I've learned. Here is the schooling that I have learned. And here's how I've demonstrated it. And like I said, Tests are not only a test of what you know, but they are a test of you as, as, a, as your character. And if you can show them your character shining through that test, you will, you know, not only kind of get them to start thinking of you outside of the box, but I think you will stop and banish all tests in that form ever again. Because when you break the mold, like Smash Mouth, mm -hmm. I think once the mold is broken, it can never go back. And that's why there's a pre-Smash Mouth and post-Smash Mouth society that we live in. And I mean, we, we have, we can totally get there and that's a, a, a hint as to what we're investigating. But um, that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about Smash Mouth as much as we'd like to. Um, there's just not enough time in the day. Well, we're talking about being doctors and who inspired us to be doctors? Unfortunately, I don't think anybody in Smash Mouth is a doctor yet. Um, but I mean, I think technicalities aside, I, I think there's a few of them in there. But the two doctors that we want to acknowledge today as our inspirations is Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. I mean, okay, here's the thing, Rob. I was, when we talked about doing an episode on the doctors, I had a, a heart full of hate, okay? I didn't want to like Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. I wanted to think that they were evil. I wanted, you know, I had all of this pent up aggression towards them that I didn't know where it came from. And I think that's an interesting place to start because, you know, I'd like to think that I read auras correctly but I feel like whatever feeling I had was implanted in me. That somehow that wasn't the feeling that I was naturally feeling, that it was a synthetic emotion planted in me to hate these two men. So I want to know, how did, how did you feel before investigating the, the two doctors? Did you have um, any prejudices towards them? I mean, as much as, you know, we try to proclaim that we are spiritually pure and we, we don't get swayed by such, such magic, so to speak. I have to admit, I felt like I had prejudice towards them as well. And I think it's very wide, widely known out there. I think it's not an uncommon feeling. There's a way of, of the media to, to turn us against these men. And I don't want to say that they're perfect either. They're human. No, not at we all. We all have our flaws. But, you know, but to just outright hate or outright love someone, uh, I think those emotions, you know, especially when, when we're talking about, you know, people in the public sphere specifically, like those emotions need to be investigated. Where do they come from? 
is, is, is a question that I was coming back to, right? Because we both had some, some sort of feeling like maybe, maybe, maybe these guys aren't what they seem. Maybe there's some sort of sham, right? And, and, and then I started to think about them and I started to think about us and about the paranormal, where we belong in the industry and also how people might think we are in some ways a sham, that we are in some ways, you know, hucksters and selling something, right? Because sadly, not everybody can see ghosts. Sadly, not everybody has the, the same affinity for the paranormal. They don't have those antennas that they have the connection with in their bodies yet. It's possible they can grow that. You can grow that, of course. But, you know, Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil had this aura around them that I think maybe in some ways, like Rob said, is, is very, you know, like verifiably true. You can, you know, you can see their deeds and their deeds may have been bad, you know, over the course of their life. That's totally true, you know, but the other thing too is this manufactured feeling, whatever feeling we have comes from either a sense of fear fear of their power, fear of what they're capable of, jealousy of their power possibly, because you think, you know, how can this person have a platform that, you know, is so coveted? I mean, daytime television people, let's just get it out of the way. Dr. Phil has been on, on TV for, I'd say 15 years, longer than 15 years, over a decade. Same thing with Dr. Oz. I think he started 2009 both daytime television darlings, hundreds of, you know, episodes over the course of this, this time dealing with family issues. I mean, I, I think Rob Thomas, I'm not sure if you've ever had um, a run-in with Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil. I mean, it's Hollywood. You right. Know. Yeah. I figured. You, you, you cross, cross paths every once in a while, um, but you know, nothing too in, in depth, but you know, it's you. It's names that are always around. They're on everyone's lips, right? Around town, like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go. I gotta go to my doctor's appointment. Who are you seeing? Oh, I'm seeing Doctor Doctor Oz. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm seeing Doctor Phil. You know, my my foot's acting up. I gotta go see Doctor Phil. Exactly. And, and Phil the foot to help him out. Yeah. yeah, that's what they call. Him. And and that's the thing. Like you said, it's Hollywood. And Doctor Phil has been in plenty of movies. Okay, he's both cameoed as himself. He's played, you know, doctors. He has, you know, been in scary things. So he has a range. He is, he's gone beyond his simple, measly, you know, kind of relationship type of episodes. He's branched off into the paranormal. He has actually dipped his toes into the Dead Sea that is the paranormal world that we live in. Okay, we're like Aquaman. But he has had a sample of our water. He's tasted. And I, I will say he looks like he's a believer because he's had multiple paranormal researchers on. A guy who has come on and read the room and read the ghosts and auras. And I mean, this is something that if he were a doctor, he would know what is verifiable science. He would know peer-reviewed journalism. And I think that he knows that this paranormal guy is on the up and up. So Dr. Phil, I think, is in the scene. 
that's one thing that I was afraid that being a doctor might mean that we might have to relinquish some of our beliefs and some of our practices. But I think that Dr. Phil has shown that, you know, I mean, look at, okay, he's a Texas man, right? He's a lone star. He's able to command the entire audience. He's just one, he's a one person show. Okay. And the same thing with Dr. Oz. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, uh, but let's focus in on, on the Phil man real quick. So Dr. Phil, I think you, you mentioned it, is introduced to the world via Oprah Winfrey, right? I mean, Oprah, literally billionaire, right? She is the goddess of an, of an empire, owns the internet. She can sick bees on us anytime she wants. I mean, Gio, I mean, we've, we've kind of never truly elaborated on, on this year's Sorcerer Supreme, but I don't, I can't recall anyone who has come up in positions of power that we talked about this entire year than Oprah Winfrey. So she might have yes. just snatched that crown for herself. So this is a very powerful, powerful person. This is a person that can be a Sorcerer Supreme without mm -hmm. even in the coronation. She exactly. put that crown on her own head. By and default. She, and, she, and she goes around and she knights these men. She, she knighted Dr. Phil. She, knight, she knighted Phil McGraw. Think she about it. She knighted Mehmet Oz. Knights of the Round Table. Oprah. O Magazine. A circle is an O. Like a round table. Okay? She is King Arthur. She is the one and only true, true queen. Okay? And like you said, her knights are Dr. Phil McGraw, Dr. Mehmet Oz. And I think that this hate, right, that feeling that we all have comes from, I think, the, you know, we, we deify them, right? We love them. There are so many people that love Dr. Phil, so many people that will do anything that Dr. Oz says. And I think that we fear the power and the influence that they have. And I think that fear is, is totally warranted because I looked, Dr. Oz is now on TikTok. Dr. Phil has been on TikTok, okay? But now they are both on TikTok. Dr. Phil has, I think, what, what did I say? It was like seven and a half million followers. Yeah. People, this is children. These are children here that I'm talking about. This is not your daytime television watcher. This is somebody that has never even watched an episode of Dr. Phil is following him and they're calling him daddy. It, I mean, go right now. I mean, this is a challenge to everybody right now. Go on TikTok, look for Dr. Phil and just look at all, every single one of his comments they're calling him daddy in every single one of his comments, okay? He had to address that and say he had to beg people to stop calling him daddy. There's nothing he can do. He can't afford that kind of alimony. Exactly. There's too many kids out there. So that's the power that we're talking about. So many people have now changed their names to McGraw because he's, they're saying he's their dad. I mean, think about also as a kid. You know, 
you're learning about U.S. history. You're learning about Boston Tea Party. You might be doing that right now. Look mm -hmm. at that textbook you're reading. Who made that textbook? Odds are you're reading a McGraw textbook. Wow. Wow. Here's, here's another interesting little tidbit, okay? If you just had millions of children willingly adopt, like adopt themselves into the McGraw family, you're going to have a Genghis Khan scenario. Mm. You know, the idea that there is a percentage of, of the earth that is a direct descendant of the Genghis Khan line, right? It's going to be the exact same thing for the McGraw line. How many, how many people are now in the McGraw bloodline? At least 7.5 million, not including all of the grandmothers that have claimed in, and, you know, in the name of McGraw, their, their grandchildren. So this is somebody without the knowledge of, I would say the main media, people don't really talk about Dr. Phil as an entity, uh, to be reckoned with they talk to him as if he's like a talking head you know and i think it's he's learned that trick from oprah it's like it's like almost like you have to hide the weapon in plain sight mm -hmm. and like the weapon being like his okay have you ever seen him with a full beard usually you see him with like a very like specific mustache right specific goatee i've never seen him with a santa beard why i i mean ask him i think that's the question right there there is a secret that he's hiding in in those follicles right there's a secret that he's hiding in the way that he carries himself a secret that he's hiding in the way he dances and that's something that we have learned from him and that we're learning from him through Oprah. Um, this is going to be something that we're undertaking. This is not an easy transformation, right? And I think what we're seeing is Dr. Oz is 10 years younger, and I would say 10 years behind, right? Because he only has about like 690,000 followers, a lot, right? 600,000 followers is a lot on TikTok. But they're not calling him daddy, right? He's doing normal health videos, videos about his family, that kind of thing. He, no one's calling Dr. Oz daddy yet. But Dr. Oz does have a following. So I think in, in order to, to be good doctors, Rob, we have to learn from good doctors. And I think that Dr. Oz is somebody, I mean, I mean, he said, he said his name is Mehmet, right? Yes. I've never heard that name before. I mean, it's it goes to uh, the this sort of worldwide renown. You know, he's Turkish American. Um, you know, admittedly, I have not been to Turkey. I, I'm not quite sure how popular the name Mehmet is right in Turkey. It could it could be more popular there, probably more so than it is in America. Uh, but yeah, but he goes by Dr. Oz. Uh, obviously, we think of the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Well, he's the Doctor of Oz. Mm. So he's he's there. He uh, famously refused to perform surgery 
on both the witches of the east and west uh you know this is oz like you know i think he could have gotten a bicycle pump and just like inflated her a little exactly bit. but you Something. know he has an agenda at hand so he's you know he 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 comes he he is dealt i should say he's dealt with this paranormal world yes of oz and so he he he's picked up a lot of tips and tricks and geo you were talking to me earlier that Perhaps there's there's a little bit of misunderstanding with Dr. Oz because, you know, he's very well known for of, of selling the products that really are not good for you. Yes. Okay. That, I mean, it's, it's great to clear the air. I, here's my belief. Okay. His name says a lot. His name actually says it all. This is not a man from Earth. This Earth. This is a man from Oz. He does not belong here, not in, not in like a, a xenophobic way, but he is a man out of time and, and, and space here on Earth. And in fact, Oz, they have different biological chemistries, in, you, know, su- you know, such that you could have, you know, a house crash on you and you could survive just with a simple, you know, air pump or a bath would kill you in Oz, right? Over here. People take baths for fun as, as a form of recreation, right? And I think they even have a, a sport where you play in the water at a fast rate and people will get Olympic gold for that just for playing in big baths. So it's a different culture around here. But Dr. Oz is selling his version of the supplements in Oz that work for him and for his family and I'm sure for everybody he knows, but it doesn't work for us earthlings. It's not that, you know, I don't want to say that he, he is selling good medicine because to us, it's not. It's garbage medicine. I mean, as clear as day, right? But if we were in Oz and if we were born in Oz, everything he said on that label would be true. Okay. So I, I just think that that's the issue that people don't really read the fine print. And I think it says in there for Oz. For Aussians only. And, you know, and we were talking about geo of learning, right? And I think we can learn from the strengths of these doctors. And I think we can learn from the mistakes of these doctors. Uh, you know, nonetheless, whether Dr. Oz knows truly of what's going on with the medicine or a misunderstanding, he's making a lot of money from these supplement makers. Yes. And... You know, I want to be a doctor that does their due diligence. And, you know, I don't want to be in the sway of these supplement makers. You know, he is making a killing and maybe he, you know, he feels like, oh, I can give back with that. And in my mind, I might think this is still great medicine. So it's win-win. Like, I want to try to sidestep that altogether. And you know, have it be less about the, the, the physical medicine mm. and give people more of the spiritual medicine that they need. The real true thing that people lack is spiritual medicine because there's such an abundance of real medicine that I think the spiritual medicine is, is the cherry on top. And some people don't realize that little cherry on top, you know, that's what makes the picture. 
the, the picture perfect. Without that cherry, it's just a, a you know a regular Sunday. You put that cherry, that's a special Sunday. Okay, so you know I'm with you because I want to be a doctor that is not focused on on the well being of the body because the body is is something that can be escaped, right? And I think that we can look at Dr. Oz and see his work in that field and understand that we're, we're learning from somebody who understands that field as well, because um, I'll, I'll, I'll clip in this video, but I'll, let me explain it before it gets clipped in. Dr. Oz had an interview, literally, I mean, this is him off the cuff, not like a, you know, a, a scheduled thing. They ask him about it and he just kind of tells him what, what he thinks. They ask him about near-death experiences and sleep paralysis. And he brings up the paranormal as an option. He says there are some people that say it's the paranormal. And then he goes into this kind of thing where he says, you know, like, I, I can't kind of say that, it's, that they're wrong because I've seen too many people tell me things that can't be explained. So, uh, so let me put it in. You know, I do want to ask, you got a show coming up, and I think we all had uh, a feeling of this. I don't know, is it sleep paralysis? Or yeah. you know how you have that dream of either you're falling or you can't get it? it, it yeah. Everyone has this dream. Like, I've had it to where I've, I've had to, like, mumble things that my wife had to wake me up. Mm. Yeah. You know what? So the show that's coming up. What is the show and what is this about? So there's two opposite perspectives on sleep paralysis. The doctors will say, okay, when you go back and forth between the dream sleep, which is REM sleep mm -hmm. and regular sleep, your body is paralyzed. Otherwise, you'd act out your dreams. Right. Mm. So the dreaming part of sleep, you're not supposed to move. So the, body, the brain turns off the body. Well, when you're coming back and forth, you sometimes doesn't quite time it perfectly. So you begin to act out your dreams. Ooh. Or opposite, you're... You're not in dream uh, sequences. You're actually yourself, but you can't move because you're still paralyzed. Now, others argue that these are, you know, experiences that are with the sur surreal, that historically mm. humans have always had those moments. There was mystic importance to them. And so they play that up. So I'm having both sides represented. And that's f huh. this Friday, Nightmares Decoded. Nightmares Decoded. Is it sleep paralysis disorder or paranormal activity? Well, the paranormal activity, I tell you, <laughs> Again, I'm a doctor. I, mm. I never really got into this stuff, but I've had enough people with near-death experiences on the show. I mean, I've had patients of my own with near-death experience. Mm. They come back with stories you cannot believe. Mm. And you begin to think, a lot of these faith-based traditions, right? Christianity, Islam, Judaism, mm. Buddhism, Hinduism, they always have these mystical places where you cross over and you're touching a, a paranormal world, mm. a different world. Angels uh, are how we'd express it. And so... When you actually talk to people who feel like they crossed over and had those discussions, and they're so meticulous. I had a patient of mine who almost died. I did a heart transplant on him. But he remembered incredible details of the operation. No pain. And wow. other paranormal activities. And you sit there, you talk to him for a while, and you think, you couldn't make this up. By the way, why would you make this up? Hmm. So there's something out there we don't truly understand. And we can't write it off. I'm not going to change everything I do in my life because of it. Right. But I am fascinated when a neurosurgeon, as has happened, comes on the show, who knows everything about the brain, went into a coma because he had an infection of his brain and comes back as a mystic, seeing the world completely differently because he saw reality. Wow. Wow. There it is, straight from the doctor's mouth. So there you go. I mean, he said it and like, I mean, he said it with an honesty and an understanding that he didn't understand in that tone. 
that makes you like believe that he actually knows more than he's saying, right? That whole like, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I just don't know what happened. I mean, that's something you say for a radio show. But in reality, I think him and Dr. Phil know very well about the paranormal and that it's more true than they're leading, you know, people to believe. But even the fact that he even brings it up as a possibility, I think is admirable because I think that's what gets, that gets the uh, pitchforks out. And that's why I think we didn't like them because I think you even said, right, Rob, that you heard that Dr. Phil wasn't a doctor. I, that's, that was like a, something that I thought was common knowledge. Mandala, maybe? I, I, are we being Mandala or like, is there something else going on? You know, and especially with this connection with Oprah and, you know, she's one of the, like we said, the strongest sorcerers of our time. You know, I feel like they're, my hot take is that they might be promoting this like hatred magic on themselves to kind of underplay their hand wow you know because they're th these are way too powerful forces to just like let someone else co-opt this energy right so and you look it up and dr phil is has a doctorate in psychology it's almost okay wow if you think about it rob okay because he has a doctorate in psychology that means that he would have a doctorate in reverse psychology as well right because oh, wow. if, if you have a doctorate in like you know engines you could also reverse engineer things too right in engineering you could also reverse engineer right. it's the same a big thing part, a big part of like making a thesis is like you have to make a counter argument so you'd have to know you have to reverse psychology so i think we stumbled upon that that fact that in order to hide their true power in order to truly hide like the level like power level that they have over 9000 they have to make themselves fools this sounds like fucking the under reverse underground railroad rob and honestly, I didn't even think about it while before we started recording, but I feel like my room just got quieter as soon as I had that thought. I mean, I, a chill just went up my spine, Gio. I mean, Dr. There's Phil. There's a definite cold spot in my room right now. Yeah, it's a little bit colder. Think about it. Oh my God, Rob. These two doctors, Dr. Phil is obviously the front runner. He's the lead. He, is, he, he would be the president were this to, to be true. Dr. Oz, he's the best running mate you could have, okay? I mean, he's, he's a guy that has an entire constituency under his belt. The Oz people, they're definitely going to vote for him. Not going to vote for anybody else. I mean, he's got the, all the guilds under his belt, the lollipop. Everybody. Uh, everybody. The witches, because I'm sure there's the witches of the North and the South, they're out there. This is, okay. So, yes. They're hiding their power, okay? They're making themselves look stupid. A Dr. Phil, a man with a doctorate, is spreading rumors saying that he's not even a real doctor. Dr. Oz is selling baloney pills that he knows doesn't work on humans here on Earth, but he does it so that he can get discredited, right? 
Hmm. in in order to look like a fool right i mean here i was even on the show earlier saying it it's just a money play but it goes so much deeper than that like we are constantly even when we think that we we caught ourselves saying oh we're, we're underestimating this it goes deeper exactly and we underestimate it again this is the genius the genius of oprah for choosing them for knowing who to knight and the genius of you know phil mcgraw and mehmet oz they're able to mask our you know our true fears by giving us like a, a a dumbed down version of who they are right so so suddenly they're accruing all this power i didn't know you know, 7 million followers for an old, old psychologist was possible. I mean, there are kids that are dying for that kind of following and he gets it because he's, he's Dr. Phil because he commands it. And I think this is somebody we're going to have to look at even closer. I'm glad that we're going to, you know, kind of be studying with them going under their wings for a while, because I think, seeing this trajectory almost gives me hope that it's possible that we could do the same thing, Rob. I hope so. And, you know, my, my ultimate hope is that we can do it in our own way, Mm. but I think it's a very powerful lesson that, you know, to, to get power, sometimes you, you need to be hated as well as loved. Yeah. I mean, it's the school of Kanye West, right? It's a school of, of Donald Trump. These people, they made fools of themselves. They, you, it's a high rise, right? It's a quick rise. And then the, the, the fall is, is, is truly how, you know, where your character is measured. But I think that Dr. Oz has been in the public sphere for forever. I mean, he is, he is you know, as old as time now. And the same thing with Dr. Phil. They're, they've been around. They, they are universally known. They're no longer, you know, like, like I think they're like Jeopardy questions now, you know? Oh, definitely. And I, and I would say, like, when we go on our own approach, like, you obviously, you know, those, the like Kanye and, and Donald, quote unquote Donald, whoever that is now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, those are extreme examples where that, that hatred power, like you said, it, 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 it's like a shooting star, but even in some of your most, of, of the most beloved people that you can think of out there, you know, even, even Oprah has a lot of haters out there, mm. you know, and it's, I guess what I'm saying is like, let's not be afraid to, to get a little, a little dirt on us, Gio. And yeah. as you put out there, like if someone isn't, if someone's going to come at us, like not to shy away with it in, in a way, like accept it and to, to recognize that there's power in that as well. And I, I really like the idea that, you know, getting dirty means, you know, a little bare knuckle brawl and we're training to become doctors. So I think we're well suited to take care of each other, take care of, you know, people that get hurt and get back into the fight even faster. Right. And, and know the pressure points more importantly right yes i'm gonna know exactly you know where your funny bone is and i'm gonna hit that funny bone and i'm gonna make you laugh before we even start fighting so i think 
um, this journey is, you know, it's only begun. begun. We, we are in the process. It's, it's almost like we're becoming a butterfly and we're in the cocoon phase. And so we actually do have to go into a cocoon phase. Um, these books are not going to read themselves. We are going to astral project um, for our fans. And if you will astral project to the plane, you, you can have meet, meet and greets with us and you know we'll have shows there on the astral realm. But, but for the, the earth realm, we're going to be taking some time off. Um, you know, studying is going to take a lot out, out of us. And I think when we come back, we are going to become doctors. And so we will be Dr. Paranormal Legal, Rob Thomas and Giovanni Chiputazzi, you know, and then of course, you know, Move is also coming out pretty soon too. So Rob's got to get ready for that as well. The studio I'm sure is buzzing like a beehive right now. I, it's filled with bees. Like literally, yeah, I, yeah, I can see, yeah, yeah, I, all over. Well, you know, I and you know, I, I, I actually, you know, you got to put a little bit of honey on, on, on yourself to mm-hmm. to catch them sweet. I mean, obviously, audience, you're like, I don't hear any bees. Well, yeah, because I'm using a filter on my microphone. I'm a professional. Yeah, noise canceling, guys. Come on. No, it's working. Uh, yeah, the fact that you don't hear anything is how you know that there's actually bees there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, are you are you going to be our, some of our first haters out there? Yeah, exactly. You know, if, challenge accepted. If you really want to challenge right. us on that, come on. Because this, uh, this is true. Right. I see, I see the bees. They're right there. Yeah. And, I, you know, were Oprah here, I'd be afraid that they could go right through the screen. But, but she's not thankful. And you can thank your lucky stars that the internet exists now because of Oprah. I think that's one thing um, that this episode has really shown is that, you know, yes, she has knights. But at the end of the day, there is one queen. And uh, Sorceress Supreme, Oprah, I think uh, this is your time to shine. I think you've let your disciples out into the world. And I want to be a disciple of Oprah. I want to be a knight. And so I think that this, us becoming doctors is just one step towards that. And look forward. Hopefully you will be seeing us on O Magazine at some point or... I mean, if we get on the doctor's good side, maybe we could even be, you know, on, on a TikTok with the doctors. So um, look forward to that. And of course, for everybody out there, we're taking time off, but that doesn't mean that the world takes time off. That doesn't mean that the spiritual realm is going to get any less intense. We are walking headfirst into October, the spookiest season. So don't expect to, you know, take it easy because we're not going to be taking it easy, okay? This, this time off is, is truly like we are in the hottest summers and power is going out. There are power shortages and it's survival of the fittest sometimes, okay? But when we come back, we are going to be stronger than ever and we want you to have practiced as well. Do your own research become stronger so that when you're back, maybe you are, you know, on your way to become a doctor as well, mortician or something like that. Beautiful. Beautiful. I couldn't say it better myself, Gio. Like 
I, we don't want anyone listening to our show thinking that they're going to be losing something in this time that we'll be off on a slight hiatus because you know we're going to make sure that this show comes back better than ever mm. but we want to see we want you to see this as an opportunity you know we are we are setting you all free to make sure your research is going to be that much stronger so when we do come back and we're talking to like on the next plane where our we're, you know our our, our mm. words might get a little bigger like you'll know exactly what we're, we're talking about and you're not going to be left behind and in fact you'll be thinking ahead of us like as we're saying it it's gonna exactly it, it's going to be beautiful all right it's it, it's hard to describe right now because we're not there yet but this is your opportunity to to get bored yes yourselves yes and absorb that power that is that we know is within you because we feel it right now we've always felt it i feel your boredom everybody i feel it and i want you to use it finally you know use this time so everybody stay in the scene okay make sure you guys keep yourselves clean keep your eyes on the screen and you know you're all a part of the street team as well as we know things aren't going to be what they seem to be and thank you all for for being on this journey with us you know nearly five years this halloween that's right so big shout out to all of you that's right five years with us and uh, expect more it's gonna it's gonna happen we're gonna come back doctors and we will you know be handing out prescriptions get ready for that So uh, everybody take care and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.